All right. Okay, let's just fucking get into it, man. Welcome to the She Knows Best podcast, where we talk about all things life. I'm doing this on behalf of Rashadia because she took one, two, three too many takes. And I am your host, Audrey. I'm Milan. I'm Rashadia. <laughs> and I am Sharon. And I just want to say we reached 100 listens on our first episode so to that yay thank you to everybody who tuned in and i just want to say you can find us on apple podcasts and if you scroll all the way to the bottom you can leave a lovely review and rate us five stars so what's today's topic guys yo today's topic this is a big one insecurities our biggest insecurities is what we're going to be sharing on today's podcast so i'm just gonna say this may be a trigger warning to some people right yeah Yeah, so if it is you can definitely tune out of this one what's the story oh god i can start if you guys want yeah go ahead um i have like i've always had a big insecurity about my weight and because i've always been underweight growing up Mm -hmm. um whether that's been like as a kid or just like now i'm just always underweight and it's really hard for me to gain weight and i've tried like literally everything when it comes to like protein shakes or whatever um and like the maca roots and um i've even tried epidamine it worked for a bit but then it stopped Mm-hmm. Um, I've just always been insecure about my weight and I've received so many comments from people and relatives and I've had like social services called on my parents because apparently they thought I wasn't being fed well um, I've had like oh, bullshit. Wow. I've had people literally come up to me and like say do you have an eating disorder or like oh, or gosh. what's your secret why are you so skinny like things like that and to me I don't think I look that thin yeah you know? I don't but to others, like, it's so crazy to me. And it's it's crazy to me because, like, you wouldn't come up to somebody who's bigger and be like, oh, do you have an eating disorder? So I don't know why it's so accepted in society that you can, like, do that to skinny people. Right. Why? Because it's, like, it, it's nice to be skinny. Mm-hmm. Right. You know? So that's just something that I've, like, always struggled with. And, like, even in high school, like, I used to wear clothes that would, like, make me bigger. Or, like, you know, I wouldn't show, like, off my body and even like I would photoshop my pictures like to a great extent because I didn't like the size of my legs or anything right and then like I don't know and then eventually like the past two years I've been kind of getting better with accepting like this is my body I've been wearing leggings I've been wearing tighter jeans um it's just it's been like a roller coaster truthfully wow and then especially like I also model sometimes and then I get told that I'm not too thin or I get told I'm too thin, or like I get told like all oh, my waist needs to be a bit smaller, like mm-hmm. for this certain dress, or like I don't meet the requirements because I'm not um, small enough, which is so like backwards. Yeah, I hear that. Growing up, I was like always underweight as well, and like I would get comments like that too, like eat more, you don't eat enough, like you're so skinny you're just bones and skin and I didn't really take it to heart I was really young um 
it would bother me, but not to the point where I would say I was super insecure about it. And then for a while, like, I feel like I just went from being underweight to like technically overweight for my height now. Um, And I don't know, like weight is just a number on the scale. And that's something that I've learned because if I like how I look, I don't give a fuck if this number is technically like overweight for my height. Obviously, there's health concerns when it comes to being overweight, but I'm healthy. Yes, I'm a little overweight for my height, but like that's okay. So for me, it was like, oh, you're so skinny. And then now it's like, oh, you're thick. You know, I never Mm -hmm. had that like in between or like that perfect number on the scale of um, like that number that matches my height. I just feel like I went from like being super skinny to like being, I guess, overweight for my height. Um, So, yeah, but it hasn't been something that I'm like super um, conscious about. And, like, more so recently after, like, quarantine, um, like, I obviously gained some weight. Like, we were, like, I wasn't working out. I was eating whatever I wanted. Um, And for me, my weight can fluctuate a lot. So there was a time (laughs) when I was underweight. Like, I wanted to gain weight and I wanted to be thick. Um, And I guess I could say I accomplished that. But then there's also, like, a limit to that you know because you don't want to obsess over your weight and I hear a lot of people say um that they don't look at like the number on the scale like when they go to the doctors and stuff like that and I I understand why because um that number can like definitely haunt people for sure Mm -hmm. yeah wow okay you guys are making me want to (laughs) cry because It's so weird listening to other people going through similar things, I guess, but in a way opposite, understanding that everyone has insecurities. And for you guys to open this up is so important. And it it creates this like safe, safe space for people to know that they're not alone, especially women. And for me, my whole life I've been told that I was fat and I never loved myself in terms of like any pictures that I took I was always conscious of every single photo that I took and honestly I would say that it was created through society's culture of what a normal body should look like right and then you have your family also telling you you know lose some weight especially Caribbean people they will tell you the absolute pure things out of their mouth without a filter and they don't keep into consideration your actual feelings Mm -hmm. so for me when ever since I was little I was chubby I've always been the chubby girl I've always been the fat girl and my parents or my family would be like you know what you should you should eat less. Mm. Oh, you look like you lost a little weight. You know what? You should eat less. Oh, like you should do this. You should do that. Like to the point, like it's created, like I've got depressed from it, anxiety. And now all of that depression and anxiety is coming up 
out of the blue. Like I'm realizing that this is coming out of all my insecurities of my whole entire life, my family telling me that I'm not good enough in terms, I am good enough for them, but it just doesn't feel like my body is the way they want it to be, right? And it's starting to like this year, especially the doctors do. Let me tell you, BMI shit does not, is the stupidest shit I've ever heard of, in my opinion. I don't know why society created this body weight that's supposed to be normal. Right. Right? Like, why do we? Why did we create that? So now, like, people are thinking, as Audrey said, she's overweight for her height. And I'm looking at her, and I'm like, what the hell? How do you, what do you mean you're overweight for your height? I don't get it. It's the doctors that are telling us, the medical field that is telling us, yeah, you have to be this certain um wait for this certain height so when i check my bmi i'm way overweight obviously because i'm only five three and then you get you build this insecurity over like and it builds up because you've been told that you're not good enough right you know it's it's crazy how the people that are supposed to protect us and the people that are supposed to take care of our health is telling us that we're not good enough and we end up just relapsing in that depression and anxiety and they're the ones that cost i'm not saying the healthcare, but society in general you know mm-hmm. yeah and they think by like telling this us they're doing us like a favor yeah like, they're protecting us from the world and it's like bro like i can't help the way i look yeah exactly like, you know, Even it's one thing if you know and you're doing that against your will and like you're purposely putting yourself into unhealthy like situations and you're not changing your ways but it's another thing if like you can't do anything about it and everyone just keeps on mm-hmm. shoving it down your throat like mm-hmm. like it's so easy <clears throat> yeah like I just I um so I might have PCOS right I don't know if you guys know what it is it's a like a I forgot how to say a pulverian I think um disease it's basically an ovary disease and it's really hard to lose weight sometimes you gain weight sometimes it's hard to even gain weight too you it's hard to have kids you have depression anxiety all that stuff I'm not like a hundred percent like diagnosed I do have some testings I've been sick for quite a few for a while I haven't had my period in about October coming up will be two years Oh my wow. god. Yeah. So it's been a lot. I've been I've gained a lot of weight from like high school. Like do you especially... still have like period symptoms though? Like are you are you moody? Like all the time. 24-7. Like today I just wanted to cry for no reason. I absolutely have no reason for why I need to cry. Maybe I do, and I just don't know why I want to cry or why I'm so angry. I'll snap. I'll snap my, at my mom and then realize like why the hell did I get so mad at her? Like, why the hell did I do that? So it's just, it's been, it's playing a game on my head 24-7. Every single day is a challenge, to be honest, because I'm finding my inner thoughts. Like, what the hell is going on with me? And it's been really, really hard. I'm not going to lie. But, you know, pushing through it. I I always see people advocating for um, peace, but it, P- PCOS. PCOS. I want to say POC. <laughs> um, I always see Instagram posts now and like TikToks um, and endometriosis as well. I see a lot of people advocating for that. Um, and a lot of women do 
have um, these health, I guess, concerns. And I feel like it's not talked about enough. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I feel like this is a whole other podcast, like I would say in all the other ones. But when it comes to things like that, fertility um, issues, um, doctors just say, oh, yeah, you have he- heavy periods, take some birth control. Like birth exactly. control is just a cover up for everything. everything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And in addition to that, like people will fat shame and people will point out um, people's weight, whether that's um, whatever, if you are quote unquote fat or you're quote unquote skinny, and then just act like they know everything about your health Mm -hmm. history. Like, it's like you guys are seeing all this shit and it's like, you don't know what this person is dealing with. Like people think weight is like completely controllable. Right. Mm -hmm. You know? it's not like there's multiple factors that go into a person's weight Mm -hmm. you know so it's not just like oh you're fat go to the gym and eat clean and you'll just be skinny Mm -hmm. like the fuck no like so I just really hate when people body shame and obviously um or at least fat shame I guess um people always say that like growing up it's always like fat shaming like pointing out people who are chubbier or whatever but I feel like now also like our culture has shifted a bit because like being skinny isn't completely acceptable either it's like we want this in between that is like like it's not real yeah Yeah. it's unattainable unless you get surgery basically yeah Mm -hmm. exactly like Bro, if you want a fat ass and you think you're going to have a friggin' waist 24, like, that is not going to happen. Mm -hmm. Like, you're going to have a little chub. Like, you know, your waist isn't going to be that tiny. And, like, even people who say, oh, yeah, I do it naturally, they're using, like, waist trainers and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Waist trainers, or I've heard bitches, like, remove their ribs. Yeah. That's a big one. Mm -hmm. And, like, that is so toxic. Like, I've tried waist training. Like, there was a point where I tried waist training, and then, like, I kept seeing these TikToks. I swear, TikTok just knows what I'm doing. Yeah. <laughs> of, like, these girls saying their horror stories of, like, um, basically, like, the outcome of waist training on their health. Like, getting rushed to the hospital. Wow. wow. Just a whole bunch of issues. Why? Because, because it would, like, suppress their organs or what? Yeah. 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 Okay. And I'm just, like... I, even like my boyfriend saw it as well like we saw the tiktok together and he's like stop waist training like why are you waist training and i didn't do it obsessively to the point where i was like okay eight hours a day every single day like i just did it here and there mm-hmm. and because i'm a lash tech i'll wear my waist trainer um when i lash but not like super tight but it helps my posture because like leaning over like is just so strenuous on my back um so that's the only time where I'll really put it on but at a point I'm like bro like I want to waist train like I want a smaller waist because I seen obviously as I gained more weight like my size in jeans have increased my waist has gotten wider Mm -hmm. but you can't expect to have freaking thighs and a booty and then Mm -hmm. have a flat ass stomach bro (laughs) yeah you know and I feel like that's like kind of one of my insecurities because like being on Instagram like the freaking hips to waist ratio is like ridiculous mm-hmm. and like I know it's not real and I know it's facetune and for me like I stopped facetuning a while ago like my body and everything like that um because I'm like why the fuck am I facetuning how I look like so many people look like me 
like I don't need to hide it like my body is real and this is how I look so like I stopped doing that when it came to like um editing my body so yeah I feel like it's just fucked like society really does just play into um insecurities of women for Mm -hmm. sure yeah so here's the thing Milan, you want to go because you haven't talked (laughs) no (laughs) go ahead say what you have to say before you forget okay um every if you looked at look at generations of expectations of how women are supposed to look it changes drastically Mm -hmm. each generation i remember back in like the britney spears day and hillary duff it used to be like the bell bottom jeans with the flat stomach and the the um short shirt right and the small boobs that was the body and small butt but back in the day having a big butt remember like bring it on they would make fun of the girls that have big butts and like bro she looks good both of them look good and then now it's changed drastically where it's like it gotta be a small waist big butt small arms medium boobs like everything is like it has to be it's like we're making a sandwich basically and like you you have your order and you, you're like, I want bacon, lettuce, tomato, all of this stuff. <laughs> and then you switch up your sandwich the next 10 years. So, like, why are we a menu for society? You know, like, why, why, are, we, why are we doing this to ourselves? And I guess it, was, it comes down to marketing. It comes down to playing with women's feelings and selling the, and the male gaze. That's, that's the biggest one thing that I learned in women's study of half of the tv shows that we watch and the movies that we watch it's always it always comes down to the male gaze on what men expect us to look like and then we have we're put into this box of what to look like and if we don't look like that it's there's something wrong you know we can't move we're being pulled back and forth on how we should look and you, you can take a um example in transformer movie to explain male gaze when you watch transformer transformer and what's her name again um megan fox Fox, whenever the camera points on her it starts from her feet and it goes straight up to her boobs and then her face or if you watch interviews with like females and they ask them so like how was your outfit or something instead of an actual intelligent question that has something to do with the movie they always feature oh so like how do you like your dress like how do you think like who made your dress who do who did this for you so society is obviously like a patriarchal society that we live in so it does boil down to what men want us to look like and then we we most of the magazines most of the fashion industry are owned by men you know yeah the most the most of the movies and the movie industry and tv shows are owned by men so they get to say this is what we have to look like i'm not saying it's a hundred percent but that's majority of it did you know that bras were also like invented by men yep what like yeah they were invented by men so the boobs look quote symmetrical and there could be cleavage and whatever they were made by men Mm -hmm. i had no idea of that that's crazy that's disgusting now I was about to say, now I do not, first of all, I don't wear a bra anyways. I don't wear a bra ever. 
But now I don't ever even want to think about putting them on because now I'm wearing a male's creation. No. Honestly, I wish I could say that. But, like, when I don't wear a bra, like, I feel, like, so uncomfortable. Like, I think, like, people are staring. I don't like how, like, my nipples look. Like, they be poking out. Like, every- like I feel like I am, like, once I leave the house without a bra, I feel like I'm just, like, sexualized yeah. completely. Mm-hmm. You know? And I feel the stares uh-huh. and, like, oh, uh, like, I don't know. I can't do it. No, I hear that. I definitely agree. Like, your nipples will just be poking out, like, your shirt. And I'm like, bro, are people, like, looking at my nipples? Because, like, I'm looking at my own nipples. Literally. But I seen a girl post, like, she doesn't wear bras anymore and she doesn't give a fuck. She's like, everyone has nipples. So, like, grow up. Exactly. So, that's what I'm on now. Like, I'm on everyone has fucking nipples. So, like grow up I'm not wearing a bra like I'll go to the grocery store in a t-shirt and my mom's like Audrey like you can see your nipples and I'm like and like you have nipples I have nipples he has nipples exactly right free to nip I'm free to nip all the way are you done exactly and I I also respect people that don't want to free their nips like be who you want to be at the end of the day Mm -hmm. yeah do what you're comfortable with exactly right I just felt- in Ontario it is legal to walk around topless. So if you want to be a woman and do that, you can. It's legal. What? Yeah, but just, just go on yeah. vacay, guys. Just go on vacay. It's wait, it's legal? In Ontario, yes. Women are oh, allowed to be really? topless. I you didn't, didn't know, know that. that. I have yeah. no idea. It started after um I wanna say like uh like right after like the 1960s, right after the war, when women started working back into the fields and stuff like that. Basically, they were saying, like, it was, like, a commercial of a woman mowing the lawn without her shirt on. And it's basically, like, woman empowerment. Like, we went to war. We worked. Why can't we have our shirts off? Right. Yo, I'm here for that. Wait, like, it's an actual documented law that you can walk around naked. Google it. Are women, is it legal to be topless as a woman in Ontario? And they'll say, yeah. Wow. But, like, topless how? Because I swear to God, no one can be topless. No, guys can be topless. We can be topless as long as you're not nude. You can be topless. Oh. You might have stairs. But... Okay, I get what you mean. It can't <laughs> be like full stairs. on, like no shirts, like Europe. No, Europe. it's full on, no shirts, but you have to have yeah. pants on. Yeah, because guys walk around shirtless all the time, but nobody exactly. ever says shit to them. Bro, exactly. It will be like 20 degrees, okay? <laughs> and I see a man jogging with his shirt off. Like, I'm like, I know you're not that hot. I'm like, you can take off your shirt and run if you want to. But if I was out there in a sports bra, I just feel like you'd have something to say about it. Yeah, exactly. just you do. It's sad that we feel violated as women just going out, mm-hmm. working out, doing basic human necessities or, mm-hmm. you know. And when we wear sports bras or we leave the house and we don't wear a bra, but we still have a shirt on, that we feel so violated and, like, sexualized. It's so disgusting. But honestly, the yeah. main reason why I don't wear bras is because I don't really got that much titty, okay? So I don't give a <laughs> fuck what these men have to say. I am flat-chested, baby, and I love it here. I love it here. And I don't wear bras because what else do I have to say? I don't wear bras. But sometimes I'll wear those little sticker things that cover your nipples because, yeah, sometimes – in certain shirts, mm-hmm. I just feel obligated to. I don't feel comfortable, you know. Yeah, I agree. And it's like it's it's not because of like me, but it's more because of everyone else. Like even like mm-hmm. sometimes, my mom will be like, "Oh, you you never wear a bra," and I'm like, "Damn straight, 
fuck I gotta wear a bra for? But mm-hmm. sometimes, like, in front of kids, I guess I can see why some parents, like, little kids don't want to, like, I don't know, see women. But to be honest, I don't give a fuck because every single baby, well, majority of them sucked on a nipple, okay? Mm-hmm. Grew up exactly. and they were breastfed. Yeah. So, therefore, if I'm showing my nipples, you've seen a nipple before and you've sucked on one. So, I don't give a fuck. And mm-hmm. that's where I stand on that. people feel that way about like not wearing a bra in front of their dad or in front of their brothers yeah yeah and 100 percent. my mom would always like tell me if we had like older guys coming over like make sure to wear a bra you are covered up like whether that's a hoodie on top or like shorts honestly i get it i understand it it, as well as that sounds i get it and i would rather be covered up than be stared down by relatives it's so uncomfortable Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. and then they start saying oh wow like you grew up so quickly like ew stop like Mm -hmm. and then it's just like concerning because like you know these men personally but you want me to cover up in front of them like who are they like are they exactly predators like i first of all where the fuck are they in my house like yeah, and then it's even more concerning when some mothers don't want their daughter to wear, like, they want them to wear a bra in front of their brother, like. Yeah, okay, that's weird. Dad helped make you. Like, your dad probably was changing your diaper. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. your dad should not be looking at you in that way whatsoever. Whatsoever. Exactly. You know what's crazy, though? I have, like, I have, like, a friend who, um, her dad, like, bathed her until she was, like, 11, like, showered her. 11? Which was, like, really weird. And, like, I asked her about it, like, did he ever, like, do anything like that? She's like, no, like, he just wanted to, like, he enjoyed it. Enjoyed it. Okay. Yeah, so, like, I don't know if some family relationships are different than mine, but, like, you don't do that. There's definitely a point where you just, like, realize, like, okay, like, you're getting older, so, like, you're not that... I guess, like, in physical contact with your dad, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, maybe, like, mm-hmm. side hugs. Like, you know, there just kind of becomes a point where, like, the dynamic changes because, like, you realize you're getting older. But, like, I wear booty shorts and friggin' tank tops with no bra around my house because it's my house and it's my body and he made 50% of it. So, exactly. Like, if you're looking at me like weird, like you're fucking weird. Like that should not yeah. I hate I hate seeing TikToks like that. I just have to go back to TikTok. <laughs> Cause it's like, oh, like my mom told me to cover up, like, cause your father's down there. It's a respect thing. I don't understand. That's just that's weird. That. Like yeah. I don't get that either. I, I mean I guess like I guess some fathers feel so like uncomfortable with the fact that their daughter grew up. Cause you know some how the mm-hmm. attachment is between but exactly like like, that's how i feel like like i mean what did you expect what did you expect mm -hmm. they're not gonna be young forever and at some point you're gonna have to just accept it yeah like Mm -hmm. yeah we need to normalize it because you know we don't need to be sexualized by our family members the definitely not our family members like if it's anybody definitely not them yeah and that's what I was going to say, like, um, I guess, like, when I was growing up, I agree with Sharon, I was always underweight, like, always, mm-hmm. always underweight. And, you know, my family is Caribbean. And like Rashadia said, 
especially the Jamaican side of my family, like my grandma would come around and she'd be like, she'd be like, your maga, your maga so. And yeah. I'm like, yo. And then even when I went to Jamaica one time, I guess like because I'm so fair skinned, they think that I'm white. If you're Jamaican, yep. you'll know that Jamaican people, if you're light skinned, they'll associate they'll you with love white you people. Off. And they like you. But when I was walking down the street one time, I guess this guy, like he didn't know that I was Jamaican and that I could fucking understand him because you guys are speaking English, like at the end of the day. And he's like, <laughs> he's like, look at one MAGA girl. I turned around and I said, I said, excuse me, sir. Like, what the fuck? And I was young. Like, I was young. Like, this had to have been... Wait, he thought you were white? Like, the way that Jamaicans speak sometimes, especially when you look like a tourist in the Mm -hmm. country, like, if you look like you're not from there, especially if you're fair-skinned, they'll just associate you with being a tourist, and therefore you're white, and therefore you can't understand what they're saying. Yeah. It's about to say that you do not look white. I know. At all. No, at all. But he, he just thought that, you know, maybe I was... Mixed race. Not from Jamaica. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, like, he thought speaking Patois, which is fucking English, like, I couldn't Literally broken him. down English. Right. And so, yeah, I don't know. I just, I always grew up skinny. And, like, my family members would ask me, they'd be like, oh, do you eat? Like, you look like you need a cheeseburger. And, like, just things like that. I'm like, I come to your barbecue and I tear that shit up, like. <laughs> I don't understand what the fuck you're talking about. Yeah. But it was like, and then I started gaining weight. And then they would be like, oh, you put on a little one, two pound. Like you put on a little one, two. And I'm like, okay, but you used to call me skinny last year. Like, I don't know. I just feel like their standards are so weird. They just never know. Yeah. Or they. Girl, like, I always tell people the reason why Jamaicans are like that is because of the colonization and they've been hurt. <laughs> and they just don't like listen what you can a jamaican will tell you all sort of things yeah and they can't take the shit back no because they don't know back. how to do it they can't take they can't t- take their own you know when the tables are turned they can't right. take it they t- can't take their own medicine um yeah that's how they are it's really because of colonization i will literally say that because they don't know they don't we don't have a culture at the end of the day to be honest because of our, our culture is made up of multiple things mm-hmm. so i'm not picking up for them because i don't agree with them they're crazy people even though i'm one of them but still <laughs> <laughs> and, i just um, i don't know like is it is it a caribbean thing or is it it's just a caribbean like, thing yeah because jamaica they've been colonized about three times um and our language our language that we have is i technically would call it a language because it is made up with english french um french spanish african dialect it's all a bunch of stuff so i will say if you if you never grew up in jamaica or like you don't have any family members there are some stuff that you won't understand even i can't even understand because there are different dialects in jamaica as well Right. right so it is a language. It's just not considered a language because the Western atmosphere won't acknowledge it as a language. Mm-hmm. When I see my grandpa and he he comes back from Jamaica and he's talking to me, I'm just like, mm-hmm, yeah, smiling. <laughs> I don't know <laughs> what the fuck he is saying to me. Like, I'll look at to my dad and he'll have to like translate because 
yeah. the accent and the stutter is heavy. It, oh oh, my oh, God. The stutter. The stutter. Like, they break up the words, you know? Yeah. It's like, yeah, like, especially older people. It's so funny. It's so it cute. Really but The old guys, holy. Yeah, I, I guess I, I, I never know. I guess I never, like, I don't know, like, realized it. Because, obviously, my family is, like, my dad was born in Jamaica. He obviously lived there. And my mom, same thing with Trinidad. So, I guess I just never realized that it is broken English. I, I'm, like, so used to it that yeah. it was so funny when someone tried to basically style me on the streets of Jamaica. Like, as if I couldn't fucking understand him. I was like. Exactly. You're an yeah. idiot. No, chill. Like, when I was in Jamaica, like. I went with my friend and like my dad was there but he wasn't like with us like that and like the guys have no ch- like are you a model because you're you're beautiful oh um, God, where's yeah. your boyfriend um now they're telling me he's from the military telling me about his life like making up a whole bunch of bullshit just trying to get you they're, they're trying to get a green card sweetie Facts. There's a cat <laughs> calling me, like actual sounds, like animal sounds, and I thought it was funny at the time. But yeah, that was pretty disrespectful. Um, one guy freaking asked my dad if he could have a relationship with me, and my dad's like, "You don't want her. She's a Kardashian. <laughs> <laughs> like she's too much to handle. Like you don't want her." But like, Whoa. excuse me, sir, this is twenty. 20 well 2018 at the time but i have say and who i get to be with like who the fuck are you going to ask my dad if you could be with me i'm standing right exactly. here mm-hmm. that's a typical like, jamaican man sir no like bro but i love jamaica i'll go there again and again and again but fuck yeah. like i'm like what is wrong with you guys i will say you will never catch me marrying a jamaican man you'll what? never Stop. i'll never marry a jamaican man i can't Why? Probably never marry a Caribbean man either. Wait. I just yeah. I can't. I can't. It's, it's I, don't, I have nothing. You're... I'm nothing against Jamaican men. I only know that there's two. Good and bad. That's all I know. Okay? <laughs> so I will say my dad is on the good side. But to me, I'm not saying this is all Jamaicans. But the typical Jamaican man, and my friends can agree with me, they it's the what it's either like the the good ones and then the bad ones are the ones that you know they have like seven or eight baby mamas in Canada okay. and they don't right. even live with them and then most of the time the baby mama is white that happens a lot and if you come here in, in Woodstock and they like a uh, a white person comes to you like oh you know like my kids are half Jamaican and I'm like oh that's nice that's cool. And then they tell me they're like, oh, so like, where where's your man? Oh, he's in jail. Oh, what do you mean he's in jail? And I, I kid you not, it is a thing for some Jamaican men to go after um other people than their color because it's easy to get here into Canada. That's why they ca- cat call you in Jamaica. Of they're course. like, no, Wagwan, sweetie, you look so good, and they they. They got a green card from there. Especially <laughs> in resorts. And that's not everyone. I'm not saying it's all yeah. Jamaican men, but Yeah. A lot of the times when people ask me like what am I mixed with? And like I'll say the Jamaican part and they're like, Oh yeah, I already know. Like there's just a lot of Jamaicans around here and I'm like, Okay. 
like <laughs> all right <laughs> like what the hell Oh, but weird. I guess going into that, like, growing up, I was, like, a little bit insecure about my hair, which is so weird because now I would say, like, my hair is probably, like, my favorite physical part of me. And mm-hmm. I went to a school, I went to a Catholic school, and there wasn't a lot of, like, mixed-raced kids, and there wasn't a lot of Black kids either. And if there were, like, no one wore their hair out. Like, there was, like, one other kid. And, like, people would just say, like, oh, you guys look the same. You guys have the same hair. Like, you guys look like brother and sister. Like, we were not brother and sister. Yeah. So, like, everyone had straight hair. And then also because I have a white side, um, like, I was the only – well, like, me and my sister were, like, the only mixed-race kids on, like, my mom's side of the family. So, like – older people on that side would also like point out my hair like I remember one like bro the unprovoked touching of my hair on that white side was ridiculous Mm -hmm. and like if my parents were there these people wouldn't do that but let's say if I was just like chilling at my grandma's house and like someone from that side of the family came over like they'll be touching my hair I remember like one time someone told me my hair looks like a microphone like you know, oh, like you know how the what? top, yeah, because I'm like skinny yes. as hell, and then the microphone has like the, oh you know, yeah, yeah. I'm like freaking doing a gesture to like explain. Obviously, you can't see this if you're listening, but um, yeah, I remember them saying that to me, and not till I was older, like I told my mom that someone said that to me. Bro, my mom has no chill. Like she'll box anyone any day. So like she was really pissed to hear that. Um. I said this and like that someone said that to me well that someone said that to me um and I never told her so yeah like I remember that and like the guy was like touching my hair and like everything um yeah so that's like one memory that like I really do remember and yeah so my hair was like kind of an insecurity for me when like I was young just because I was like the only person who had like my hair naturally out and it was like short and like super curly um but yeah I I grew up to end up loving my hair I think especially going to high school where there was like more diversity um and at least like I guess my hair texture was more celebrated like I started to love my hair more and that's not to say that um not all curly hair types should be celebrated because like they definitely should be and there's definitely discrimination when it does come to hair texture um but that was just my experience with like my insecurity being young and then I would say now my biggest insecurity is probably my skin like I have acne and acne scarring and I've been having acne since I was in like ninth grade And it's just been a journey. Like, let me say, it's been a long journey. Like, I'm still trying to deal with it. And um, it's so annoying when people say, like, oh, you should try this product out. Or you should do this. Like, I fucking tried everything. Like, I've been on antibiotics. I've done, no, I I won't do Accutane. Like, it's not that much of an insecurity for me. Because I do know that Accutane is really strong and there's a lot of side effects. Um, Mm -hmm. so yeah, so I've tried like a lot of things. So I've tried different birth controls, different, um, antibiotics, different topicals, um, facials, like everything. And it's something I still deal with more so on like the scarring side, 
And, like, for me, um, I break out a lot when, like, I'm stressed out or I'm not drinking enough water. And what the fuck? Like, I get stressed out a lot, like, all the time, you know? So it's hard. Even now, I just switched to a new birth control because I realized my old one was, like, causing me acne because my skin would be, like, better when, like, I wasn't on the pill. Like, it's just, like, so stressful. And then, obviously, like you want protection like I don't want to not be on birth control so my skin has definitely been like an insecurity for me yeah can I just say that whole fucking topic about the white people touching your hair like that shit triggered me so (laughs) fucking much sometimes it's so like embarrassing to be white truthfully like those people out there so fucking stupid like I don't get it like, I don't get what's so fascinating about Black people's hair. Like, okay, maybe that came out wrong. I get it. Cool. You guys can do lots of, like, cool different styles. But, like, I don't understand why somebody will go out of their way to just touch a stranger's hair. Yeah. I don't get it. And I was like, because, kid, you know, yeah, like, and this was someone who wasn't, like, my close family either. Like, it was someone else's family member. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, so. In Wait, the, fact, the like, person that asked, like, said that about your hair, was it a white person? Sorry, yeah, it was a white person. Oh. And, like, white people use, like, such harsh language when they're trying to, like, yeah. talk about black people's hair. Like, what they say, like, oh, like, it's rough. Or I've heard, like, frizzy. Or I've heard, like, just stupid shit that, like, the those words are so negative. Like, yeah. Oh, my yeah. God, I don't get it. And then they say all these negative shits. And then the next day they go and get fucking braids. Here's the thing. And the reason- can't even handle it. Because braids are not meant for white people's hair. Like, yeah. The reason why they're like that is because they're not educated. And I do get white people would get mad because I get mad too. Like, I remember I can definitely um, say I relate to, uh, with Audrey. I'm going to bring up Jamaica again. But um, in Jamaica, like, due to colonization all that stuff like white people obviously were put on a pedestal Mm -hmm. so for you to be lighter skin for you to be with curly hair like that was the top notch like my mom and I would talk about stories because my like my grandma she has mixed hair eyes I would say because we have like Asian in our family and like white in our family but obviously I'm black anyways so for her growing up she was told like you know she had nice hair but then also she didn't have nice hair because she wasn't light enough and then for me I wanted my mom's hair because she had to me she had a beautiful hair she still has beautiful hair and growing up you, you to be beautiful you have to have straight hair right and I hated my hair to the point I did not take care of it I still don't take care of it that well but um then I realized that I do have nice hair because people were telling me that I had nice hair. Jamaicans were telling me that I have nice hair because it's curly, right? It's it, it's coily, so it um it changed. But then at, at the end of the day, honestly, when I look at Audrey's hair, I'm like, I want that because I have curly hair, but it's not that thick or that long. And it's just so weird how we might think that our hair might not look good, but to someone else it looks good and it's just like whoa like I never needed noticed that my hair was actually look really nice 
until you someone actually tells you that yeah you know for sure that's what that's what I was saying like it took me going to high school and realizing that like um even like guys like this is so fried but because there are so many white boys at my school um Mm -hmm. not to say that like I feel like I was just cautious about liking someone who was white. This is, like, a whole other podcast. But because, like, I stood out in comparison to the white girls who had straight hair or, like, wavy hair. Like, I had curly, kinky hair. And, like, I thought that made me unattractive. But going into high school, like, that was something that was celebrated way more. And there was way more girls that looked like me. And I used to tell Rashadia all the time that she has such nice hair. And I remember you told me what you put in it because, like, your hair was just always on point. Like, I'll be coming to hair, coming coming to school with my hair messy and fucked up all the time. Like, right now, I'm deep conditioning my hair. Like, my hair will be cute for two days and two days only out of the whole week. But, yeah, mm-hmm. like, it just takes time to love yourself naturally. And I feel mm-hmm. like it's something that is, like, always ongoing. Like, it's continuous, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And also, back to the um, to why white people are like that is because they're not educated. And it isn't our job to always educate them, but it is our job to inform them whenever they ask questions and to let them... Ac- and- to let them acknowledge that what they said was offensive, right? Um, We don't want to get too angry all the time because when you create that too angry atmosphere, it just doesn't become welcoming and it doesn't open that conversation, right? But I do get why people, because I would get angry when people are like, oh, like, what did you do with your hair? Like, how did, how, like, how do you braid your hair and all that stuff? And I live in Woodstock and I get that question constantly, I'm like, oh, is your your real hair and all that stuff? But then I think again, I'm like, they also don't live in a um, majority Black community, so they're going to ask questions. But I also see, because our media is filled with white girls all the time with straight hair, they don't know any better because that is all they see 24-7, and it is their job to branch out and you know research before asking questions in my opinion Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah. so ending on the topic of insecurities I'm gonna share some of the things that people wrote into us I also asked asked a few of my friends um one of them said one of their birthmarks teeth acne um financial stability or their financial situation not having Mm. a big enough booty um Someone said my whole appearance. And then someone said that my face doesn't match my personality or what people think of me. So I just want to say thank you. Oh, are you guys there? Yeah, no. Yeah, we're here. I don't know what the fuck happened. Oh, you disconnected? You were Sharon? gone? Yeah, like it disconnected. Then I refreshed it because it was fucking like not working. Oh, oh what shit. the hell? Now it's I'm good. just closing now up right now. <laughs> and saying thank you guys for writing in and sharing your insecurities and thank you Sharon, Shay and Milan for opening up and sharing your insecurities as well yeah I feel like we covered like two seconds of our insecurities which is crazy how we've brought up went to like a 49 minutes or a 15 minutes conversation about like two things you know it just ladies gentlemen whoever you are whatever you identify as don't forget that 
you you're not alone in this world and everyone has insecurities and you are beautiful the way God made you and you are important and you matter and I said something something today on Instagram and I um I even like reached out to a couple people telling them you know it's okay to not be okay you know we always want to put ourselves to doing the most to be successful and we need a day off sometimes we need to, to take mental days off and you know take care of ourselves so yeah yeah normalize that for real overworking yeah. is a real thing yep. it really is it really is overthinking all of that all right yeah well until next week guys <laughs> I'm glad we didn't cry. <laughs> A lie. All right. See you guys next week. Thank you for tuning in if you stayed this long. Yeah, don't Bye, forget guys. to follow us on Instagram. Oh, Stay yeah. Safe. Let me say that part. <laughs> I always forget that part. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at She Knows Best Podcast and we're on Spotify, Apple Music. You already know the deal. Review, rate, and I'll see you guys next week. Peace. Bye. Bye.